The verses are from Matthew 28, and it's 16 to 20, the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Margaret, morning everyone. I'm sure many of us have heard sermons on this passage, the Great Commission. I once went to a conference, four-day conference where these were the only verses that were preached on, but I've been given five minutes. <laughs> so forgive me for what I leave out. You can always talk about those bits later on. Let me ask you a question. What are some of the things that's on your heart? What motivates you? What do you dream about doing? Probably if we had time, we'd get a long list. I'd hope we would anyway. But also, do you have a plan to fulfill those dreams, those hopes, those plans. And what about God? What's on the heart of God? Well, I'd like to suggest one thing's very clear throughout the, the Bible and clear from our reading today. On God's heart are the nations, the people groups, the ethnic groups of this world. He is passionate about them. And we know how much he loves them. We've actually sang some great songs that echo his love, don't they? And we know how much he loves them because he sent Jesus to die for everyone. But does he have a plan? It's okay having an aim. God's got that great aim to reach the nations. But has he got a plan to do it? Well, the answer is yes. The answer is to send missionaries. Now, what do missionaries look like? Let me tell you what modern day missionaries look like. Have a look around the room at the people in the room. You're looking at modern day missionaries as you do that, okay? We're all called to play a part, to be involved in mission. You see, we haven't been saved to keep Jesus to ourselves, to be a Christian club, to sing nice songs, to meet in holy huddles, to run a program just for ourselves. In fact, earlier in Matthew, in chapter 9, Jesus shares that the need is for workers. I prefer the older translations that talk about laborers, People who get their hands dirty and get backache, I realize that there's no working from home in God's economy. I read once that these verses in Matthew 28 that Margaret read to us are like a job description for the church. And what's the job? It's to go and make disciples of all nations. A disciple is a follower. See, we're not called to be rocket scientists but to make disciples, to produce more people who love and follow Jesus. Simples. But to make disciples, we've got to be a disciple. See, the first disciples spent three years following Jesus, listening, learning, experiencing, practicing, failing, getting told off. And all they had to do after that was do what Jesus did to them with other people. That's what he's commissioning them to do in our reading. But what about you and me? Are we committed to learning, to being taught, to becoming disciples, 
and then to passing on what we know to other people. Sometimes I think today evangelism has become a dirty word, partly because of the negative image that evangelicals are getting in parts of the media maybe. But the word evangelical, evangel, means good news. And the world needs to hear it. It's not easy. I don't find it easy to share about Jesus to other people, but I think that's what I'm called to do. And the verb go, in verse 19 of the reading, is actually, in the Greek, continuous present. As you are going, make disciples. It's not just about going to some foreign land and doing it. It starts where we are now, today, 1056. But it's also about the world, and that's our focus today. Are we concerned for the nations? Got this map of the world here. Probably can't see it in detail, but basically the pinky bits are where Christianity is the main religion. The non-pinky bits are where it's not. Obviously, a lot of people were not Christians in the pinky bit, but you know what I mean. And there, you can see that kind of window. That's what's called the 1040 window. 10 degrees north latitude to 40 degrees north latitude. It's kind of like a window where most of the people who don't believe in Jesus live. Some people call it the resistant belt. There are 69 nations there, 4 billion people, and 90% of the world's poorest people. Maybe that's something you go away today and pray into that, because that's where the real need is, as well as the rest of the world. So only a few of us might actually go overseas or to other cultures, but we can support them. And Dan stole some of my talk there, because he told us how we can do it. Pray, give, go, Building a partnership, letting them know that we care about them. Partnering, which is the modern word. So can I encourage us not to settle for what we might call second-class Christianity? One that's inward-looking and introspective. It's all about us and our Christian friends and what we do. Let's raise our expectations. Let's exercise faith and live an adventure of making disciples, both here in Birmingham and playing our part globally. And you see, we can't fail... Because in the reading, we, have, we go with the authority of Jesus and we go with the promise that he's with us always. So let's join Jesus in the great co-mission. Thank you. I think it's about five minutes.